Kane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Ten minutes late on SENSA Breakfast. Our Brecky Brownlow a few moments away. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Take care of that. We've had plenty of good and... Uh, Interesting moments this week on and off the air, Mark Bickley. We also need a nomination for the good stuff. Get on the road faster. 13, 27, 27. Actually, early nomination of the good stuff should be the Redbacks getting a shield win at home. Yes. Fair thing as yeah, McKendrick steams in and driving. And that's the end of the match, I think. Yep, the catch taken by McSweeney. 10 for McAndrew. Great performance. The Redbacks have won this game. The other good stuff, Mark Bickley, if you're moving house, you use the team that's easy and affordable budget, current truck rental, 13, 27, 27. Um, the reigning champs, the Adelaide Strikers in the WBBL are back this weekend. We had a chat to Bridget Patterson, and you can listen to the full conversation on the podcast. Here's a bit of that. We got together three days ago now, and... Um... Yeah, there's no um, easing our way back into it. It's straight back into it, that's for sure. Um, but that's the way that we like it. Um, keen to get things underway on Saturday. Enough of the training. Let's get into the game. Going to be very good for them. Uh, good squad they've built. A lot of continuity as well, Mark Bickley. All right, I'll have a look over your shoulder, Bix. I'm just the elephant in the room. Didn't get me that time, did you? You just talked over the whole thing. That's okay. It's not okay. I'm playing it again. <laughs> hey, I'm turning your microphone off so you can enjoy it, all right? I'm just the elephant in the room. Okay, now, what do we do here with Elephant in the Room? Can you explain it for everyone? So the Elephant in the Room is the things that we often don't talk about. Mm. They're, they're uncomfortable because it might involve someone who's uh, a favourite or it might involve something that is... Um, yeah, someone might not be going as well as everyone is hoping. All those types of awkward conversations. Would you mind if I threw one at you to start off with? Yeah, do it. Um, Jordan Sweet, I know quite well. Good lad. Very good lad. Mm-hmm. Good footballer. A lot of potential. I think he's been wanting to come home for a little while, so it's great. And we're hopefully going to have him on next week, which will be awesome to have a chat with him. He's at Port Adelaide. Um, he was always expecting to get to Port Adelaide, but then... Randomly, the name Ivan Soldo mm. popped up into the conversation. How would you be if you were a player like Jordan Sweet? That is a couple of things going on in his life at the moment. So if you think he has the opportunity to come back to Adelaide, he's a North Adelaide Premiership player, gets to play alongside Connor Rosie again, which is awesome. Play under Josh Carr again. Yep. Um, but he's also in a position where he wanted to come back to Adelaide and be a first-choice ruckman. Number one banana. Now, the Western Bulldogs, the situation he was in at the Western Bulldogs, he had Tim English there, um, lots of big players as well, like lots of really tall players. Sam Darcy's Sam Darcy's there. Um, Tim English is reportedly going to go back to Western Australia in 12 months' time when he's a free agent. Now, this could change. But if you were Jordan Sweet, it's not as smooth sailing as potentially how it was sold to him coming to the club. Well, that was going to be my point. It all comes down to the sales pitch. Now, if the sales pitch was Scott Lysette, he's uh, lacking durability, he's had some injury concerns, whether it be a back or a knee or whatever it is, uh, you can come back and you will be that guy. Mm. If that was sold news, okay, yep, and then, then I put my hand up, I nominate Port Adelaide, I'm going to come back and be the number one guy. And then 
And then, unbeknownst to you, they they go and target or Ivan Soldo becomes available, and now you're sort of vying for that spot. In the end, it's competitive sport, yes, and you have to earn your spot. But so, but it gets back to the the point around what was sold to you, and if it was sold to you, that what was Soldo to you? <laughs> if you're our number one man, you're our target. You're going to come here and you're going to lead our ruck. If that was the reason you said, okay, I request. Port Adelaide, you'd be allowed to be a little bit miffed. By I think the, so. By the fact that uh, someone else has all of a sudden arrived on the scene. Would you be miffed if you were Scott Lysett and Sam Hayes that were waiting to find if their replacements were stepping in? Or is this something that they just mentally would have prepared for most of the season because they didn't have contracts in front of them? Yeah, I think this, this is what the exit interview is all about. Okay. Is we were hurt this year because you, your body broke down. If it's in the case of Lysette, you know, when, when you're up and going and aggressive and running and jumping and, and cracking in, in the ruck, you were great, but we just didn't see that often enough. With Sam Hayes, it's like it's been six years now, Sam. Uh, hasn't quite, you haven't quite developed at the speed that we would have liked. We saw something in those last, I think he played yeah. half a dozen games this year, and I actually thought he did quite well in some of those games. So, uh, but we are going to try and we're going to look elsewhere. And if that happens and we get it, get our men, there's not a spot for you. But if we don't get them, there's a, there's a spot here for you. I can't recall in recent times that a few weeks separated a player from winning a premiership to being moved on from the club. Happened pretty quickly. Like some players have left clubs by their own choice as free agents or, mm. you know, Buddy Franklin ended up leaving Hawthorne to go to Sydney um, this Jack Ginnivan thing doesn't seem as clean cut as it, it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, look, I think everyone was prepared at Collingwood, were prepared to, uh, they, they backed Jack in terms of, oh, look, he's different, you know, he's a young guy, he's finding his way, you know, going to the races before the grand final, um, you know, that was sort of explained away, you know, that, you know, he's rather be out with his mate doing something that, occupying himself rather than sort of sitting at home thinking about the next day and he's an individual we encourage our guys to you know have lives away from the footy club well clearly it did ruffle a few feathers and similarly with um, some issues that went on in the the pre-season this year before the round started so uh, so so all those things are in the melting pot and when someone like uh, Lockie Schultz comes up, who's 25, mature, you know, knows what it's all about, a bit more consistent than Jack. They're saying, well, we'll take that. And Jack's now going to have to find his own way and he's going to have to know that if he's not quite there, then he's not going to play. And so he sort of said, well, you've replaced me. I'll I'll have a look around. And they were they were comfortable with him going somewhere else. I still think that that Jack's got something to offer. He kicked 40 goals as a 19-year-old. It's, that was last year. Played a bit more as the sub this year, but he's still his goal-kicking numbers are better than, than Lockie Schultz's in the last two years. And Schultz has kicked 60 in 50-odd games and Ginnivan's, I think, kicked 50-something in 42 games. or something. They're, they're very comparable. Now, Schultz has got some other stuff, but Schultz is also 25. Mm. Jack Ginnivan hasn't turned 21 yet. So... Yeah, arguably he's got eight or nine years of really good footy and he's got plenty of upside. Okay, just to finish off this elephant in the room, Mark Bickley, out of the five players that are coming into um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide 
2024. So Burgess into the Crows. Yep. And then Sweet, Dirk Thatcher, Radagalia, and Soldo to Port Adelaide. Do they make both teams better? And will all five be playing in round one in 2024? The first one, do they make both teams better? I don't think Chris Burgess makes Adelaide better. I'm not sure he makes round one. And I think with Port Adelaide, I definitely Radigalia makes Port Adelaide better. And I think their depth is improved. They've got two Ruckman now who are AFL standard. Well, Jordan Sweet's still got to prove himself, but most people think that he's going to progress to being a good AFL Ruckman. Uh, Zerk Thatcher played every game, so he'll play a fair bit of footy. But my argument has been, like, Trent McKenzie's been a good player. Is Zerk Thatcher going to be 20% better than Trent McKenzie? I don't think he is, but it just means that if Trent McKenzie does get squeezed out because Zerk Thatcher's an inch and a half taller and it has the ability to play on some of those taller guys, then if someone gets injured in defence, which inevitably they will, they've got a ready-made person to step in and they don't lose a whole lot. We are going to be speaking to the list manager of the Port Adelaide Football Club, Jason Cripps, in the next few moments. So if you want us to ask anything on your behalf... Um, we did have a question about Rome Burgoyne, which we're able to ask for you. Um, that was from Matt. Uh, let us know. 0427-154-166. Mark Bickley. Very good elephant in the room. It's just on 8 o'clock. We're going for 30 degrees today. Good morning.